Good evening, everyone. Welcome to what should be a very exciting Joe and Joe weather show ahead of what could be the first uh, winter storm, a widespread winter storm that we've seen in the area from uh, Pennsylvania to southern New England since probably 2018, I'm going to say. And the Joe and Joe Weather Show is brought to you by Omni True Value Hardware. They're, they've been getting ready for uh, the upcoming winter and winter storms. And now that we have one on our doorstep, you should be getting ready too at Omni True Value Hardware, Long Island's largest rock salt provider. They have the best, best prices in town. They serve the, the, uh, the entire New York City tri-state area. 631-756-1125. This is what it looks like on the outside. 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon, New York, just north of the Southern State Parkway. And that's just some of the rock salt that they have. And they've got megatons of it. And also, uh, you can get the smaller stuff, too. Omni Melt, Petalo, uh, Calcium Chloride Pellets, Mag Ice Pellets and Plates, uh, Flakes, Shovels, uh, spreaders, snow blowers, even a generator in case the snow knocks your power out. And that's Omni True Value Hardware of West Babylon. OmniTrueValue.com is the website. Okay. And uh, this is usually the time that people run out and get and the same people every year buy shovels. And you wonder what they do with those shovels, except for the fact that they don't make them like they used to and they tend to break. And yeah. So. It's probably just um, just run out and get a new one. I told my son uh, earlier this afternoon, I said, well, because he doesn't have a snowblower, he does have snow shovel. I said, well, at least you don't have to worry about it being the heavy uh, concrete type, consistency type snow that we saw. Uh, we've seen quite a bit of that over the last couple of years. This looks like, Joe, a low density, powdery, puffy type of snow, easily to lift and move away or shovel or, or broom out. Uh, once all of this is done, we hope early on Thursday morning. Well, yeah, we can only hope that that is the case, and uh, it probably will be. Uh, the uh, trick, of course, for us is to figure out uh, just exactly how this is all going to play out, and uh, that uh, still up in the air. But uh, I, I think we're, I think we're getting there when it comes to uh, uh, trying to you know, bottom line the snow amounts and figure out uh, who's going to change over to rain, who isn't going to change over to rain, and uh, who is uh, going to have to deal with uh, sleep, which is going to be this a problem. A, this got to be, by the way, an all-time record, Joe. Like, literally, like 60 seconds ago, we had 154 people watching, and right now, we've doubled, more than doubled that. It's 313 and watching and rising. And while all of you are watching, be sure to hit that like button. As the more likes, the better. So smash the hope, like button. Smash we it. Hope that you like it. Uh, also, like by the way, we have got two. Well, I, I <clears throat> we were close to. We uh, are we over a hundred, Joe? I'm sorry. I, I are we over a hundred? Yeah, I know we we're almost there. We have one hundred six on. Okay, <laughs> so there's one other goal that we need a hundred for tonight, and that's one hundred more subscribers to my YouTube channel gets me over the ten thousand mark. So uh, we are definitely shooting for, the, for that uh, for that goal. And uh, if you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, guess what? It's very easy to do. It doesn't cost you anything, which is front and center. That's the first thing, uh, and that's a good thing. Uh, just uh, use your Gmail account and have at it, and just hit the subscribe button, and you're all set to go, and you'll get notifications 
when we do these videos, which is most every night and also on Sundays at 11 a.m. Eastern time. So I got you. Go ahead. I'm thank sorry. You to David, thank you to David Fuller. And we also have on the chat board uh, on Super Chats, we have, who else do we have? I thought we had one other person besides David. Well, maybe David is the first or the only. I don't, I'm not sure. I thought I saw someone earlier, oh, too. Oh, Doug, Doug Wetzel. Yes, there we go. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, I David. I go all the way back to find him. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you've got your snowfall map. I've got my snowfall map. Um, let's let's compare, and we should tell everybody that you and I don't talk to each other during the day, uh, so we really don't know uh, what the other is doing when it comes to um, – Map, snowfall maps like this and the reason one of the big reasons is we don't want to get biased uh, you all we all forecasters have uh, an idea in mind as to um, what what they're going to do and what I just did right now is essentially uh, I thought I had the graphic up there we go should be up here ah there it is so here's uh, Joe's uh, handy dandy hand-drawn uh, snowfall forecast map so um Explain or wait, wait, wait. Should I say splain? <laughs> this this is really more of a less a compromise because I think that the Nam model is far too wet, and I think that the uh, the GFS. Now this is what really is bugging the heck out of me. The GFS continues to show most of the atmospheric energy or or omega straddling Long Island and the Jersey Shore and just south of Long of uh, New York City. <clears throat> They have the lowest numbers. Also, there's the widest discrepancy between the operational model and the ensemble models of the GFS by a good 240 mile difference. The, 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 uh, the European model, the, the difference between the operational and the ensemble is only about 30 miles. Basically, I'm, I, I chose that as like the middle of the road model for making a snow estimate or guesstimate at this moment in time. And I just thought that the NAM was just Crazy wet. Well, how, I, mean, I, I, didn't, the, I didn't exactly look at the total precip amounts it generated. So what did what did it do? It, it generated the NAM. The NAM generates like you know 1.6, 1.7 inches of liquid, which if you go with standard 10 to one, right, then but, would be but like you know what? I'm, I begin to wonder whether or not the the the, the you know guys and gals over at the uh, National Weather Service in Upton just went straight out and followed the NAM because. Joe, I think they went too, they're far excessive, I think, in well, terms of snow amounts. I, I looked at the uh, the GFS ensemble precip, Joe, has an inch and three quarters to two inches along the north coast of Jersey, and it's got every bit of an inch and a quarter to an inch and three quarters, just, to, you know, just about over, you know, over, over Long Island and nearby. So I, I don't know that that's horribly inconsistent with with uh, with what the dam did. Um and, 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 how, and it's and getting and it's been getting wetter with every run. By the way, the uh, the the GFS and, and the ensemble precip line start, has started moving further north. Uh, it started doing that uh, earlier today. Uh, well, uh, just my opinion. But why is why then does uh, in on tropical tidbits what um, what equation or what uh, uh, analysis is uh, Levi using? Because when you look at the snow map on on the uh, on on tropical tidbits for the GFS, right. they're, only, they're only you know spitting out like fours and eights and nines or whatever, and they go crazy, hog wild on the on Which, the. Which wait 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 hold on we, you know we're gonna t let's take a look at those maps because you I I, I don't know I I saw maps with 
double-digit numbers all over the place for uh, for uh, uh, out of this. So right, let, okay. let's let's go through yours and my. Actually, mine is not that different from yours. Uh, uh, my numbers are a little bit higher, but they're not that much higher. I did my uh, early call snow forecast map last night, uh, and uh, this is what I came up with. So I, I, they're they're not that different, you and I. I mean, I, I the only thing that maybe is different is I have that that area of heavy snow, that 12 inch plus, um, sort of a triangle. Uh, this sort of triangle that pushes up through northern New Jersey, northwest Jersey, uh, across uh, the Hudson Valley, over over Putnam and uh, over Putnam and northern Westchester, and then into uh, Connecticut around Danbury, and then it narrows out. Uh, one of the things I struggled with yesterday was trying to figure out the GFS with the you know it was it was really suppressing a lot of that snow to the south and. Uh, what to do with it because the other models weren't doing that. And also, you know, the questions about uh, mixing with sleet for the coast, which is why I have the numbers that I have on Long Island, which is six or less to the east and uh, 10, 10 or more northern, uh, northwest Suffolk, uh, most of uh, the northern part of Nassau, a good chunk of Nassau County, and then going southwest from there uh, into New Jersey. I also did one. Uh, which I'll bring up as well. So just to see a little bit of continuity, let me bring up the other two uh, uh, early calls that I did. Uh, I used uh, uh, the uh, geography, the, the just different ge geography, so that we could, people could see uh, bigger areas. But uh, the, this is what I did for New Jersey. Now, I, I'm my my mindset here was that uh, for. Uh, the uh, coastal county, the inland co parts of the coastal counties, where it'll probably it's going to be rain for a while, and then they're, you're going to have to wait for the wind to go back around to the north tomorrow, uh, Wednesday night, sometime to bring cold air down. So I brought a four-inch line uh, into um, Ocean County, and then I have you see where I have the ten inches running from uh, um, uh, Middlesex County. Uh, down over toward uh, Trenton, just south of Trenton, to just south of Philadelphia, or just north of Philadelphia. Now, I, I may be too high on the southern flank of this. Uh, so, uh, th again, this was my early call, and usually when I do an early call, I wait till uh, within 24 hours of start time. So maybe later tomorrow I'll do a final call. So I'll pro there will be some adjustments that I'm going to do with this. And the other area that I know I'm going to probably have to fix as well was my early call further south for, let me get down to, uh, uh, down into the D.C. area. So I, 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 the same logic applies here. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with the numbers as you go up into northern and northwestern Virginia and into West Virginia where I have this area of 10 to 12. And admittedly, I'm not trying to... I don't know what the, the top number is going to be, uh, so I'm not. I, I don't like playing that game. I think at a certain point where you tell people it's going to be at least a foot, they can figure out that if it winds up being more than a foot, they're not going to be too upset because they knew a foot was coming anyway. Uh, the, the numbers that are down in the southern areas, I may have to pull them up and tighten the gradient and push them up a little bit further to the north. And the same applies here too, where uh, they might get more. They're going to get some on the on the front side. Uh, rain in the middle, and then maybe go back uh, before before it's um, it's all said and done. 
Well, get, just getting back to the original question, which is where I was getting the lower numbers for the GFS. I mean, I, I don't do, I, I don't look at the the total amount of precipitation and just, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I like to do some shorthand here. So with, uh, you know, Levi uh, Cohen's uh, uh, tropical. I, I, by the way, I have the ensemble GFS precip map up right now. This is the, uh, this was the 18Z ensemble. So it's, it, it's just hot off the presses. Okay. Well, I'm, what I'm making reference to is the uh, 24-hour accumulated positive snow depth change, which takes into account any warming and a bit of sleet or rain that might mix in and hold down accumulations uh, a, a bit. Okay. All and right. Now I'm I know at, where you got your numbers from. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just looking and seeing, like, you know, if, if we're going to be getting so much from the GFS, why doesn't this particular map show that? It show, it's been showing much lower numbers. You go, you look at this map, and then you look at the NAM. And virtually everybody is smeared in green with amounts of 13 and 16 and 15 or whatever. Right. And and the only well, place we can see anything sizable is on the western uh, New Jersey-Pennsylvania border on the GFS, where uh, the positive snow depth change shows 12. And that's it. Okay. So let me let, – here's the – I I have – I've long stopped looking at that positive snow growth map. I, I, I just I just find that, that I, I, I can't seem to figure out how the darn thing works. Uh, so what I, what I usually do is I look at the 10 to one ratios and then I mentally figure out, okay, well, how much are we going to lose from sleet? How much are we going to lose from rain? How much are we going to gain from, um, from snow ratios? So those kinds of questions. So, uh, the other thing is I, 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 I've seen a few people mention the fact that on the, if you use the three inch the color uh, gradation for three for three inches that's usually a, a good indicator of where a coating to an inch starts, so you can do a little bit of a correcting that way. But I'm not seeing how you're going to get much snow correction, much corrections going on away from the coastline. And the other thing that I I, I, I want to point out, I did a a, di a pretty deep analysis today. I I pulled up uh, GFS mosses from all over the place. And I have to tell you, they're cold. And and the NAM mosses, uh, the NAM mosses were cold, Joe. They always uh, are. No, but they were but but they were justifiably cold because of the big height of the north. We're not right. going to 40 tomorrow. So it, it, a lot of places I'm sorry on um on Wednesday. And and while this is all going on, I think temperatures are going to be pretty much where it's all snow. Its temperatures are probably going to be in the uh, upper 20s and low 30s. So I, I'm um, I, I think the amounts are you know I'm under I'm also under some of these numbers here so I, I I'm closer to what you have uh, in, in totals. Now Jason Williams writes the smaller Joe who's the smaller Joe you or me <laughs> the smaller Joe is a detailed maniac I think both Joes are five inches too high the ground is very warm. Okay, that that that's lunacy. Okay, wait a minute. That's a, that that's the warm ground. That, that's a pet peeve of mine. Okay, the warm ground is nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. Okay, the warm ground lasts thirty minutes. All right, and particularly particularly tomorrow night into Wednesday morning, we're going to be in the in the upper teens to mid twenties. Exactly. Okay? So what do you think? You're going to lay on the ground and the ground, the ground is 50 degrees? The ground is not the ocean. 
It radiates heat at night. It, the, heat, the heat it captures in the day goes away at night. So the warm ground is just absolute, it's fallacy, okay? Just putting it, just, just, just be, let's be clear. That's, that's such a pet peeve of mine. I'm sorry if I'm getting my back up. I'm, it's just, it's just, it, it's very, there are very few times that the warm ground concept um, applies. And Joe, you know this. You know this because in 28, was it in, in February of 2018, when we had record high temperatures in the middle and upper 70s, okay, and we got a foot to a foot and a half of snow the next day. Tell right. me, tell me about the warm ground. It, obviously, it didn't work. Well, that and plus the fact that that storm that you just alluded to came as this storm is going to in the overnight hours. So there's not even any help from no, the it, sun. No, 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 infrared no. and ultraviolet radiation. No, 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 no. The 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 one in in the 18th, the February 18 blizzard, was in the daytime. You sure about that? Yeah, Joe. I drove from my mother's house at nine o'clock in the morning, when because it, it started in the morning, with the lightning and thunder. But didn't you stay at the hotel that night? No, you're thinking of a different storm. Oh, see, yeah. If you're thinking about that 2018, they, they all melded together, and in fact, in, in March like, we had. I'm four, not talking uh, about the four Easter, the four nor'easters. I'm talking no. about the one earlier in in that month of February where we got to. Where Newark got almost to 80 degrees and set an all-time yeah. high. Was and, that 2017? And, and, oh, 17. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry, 17. Yeah. So uh, Newark got to, to almost 80 degrees with an all-time high. And 12 hours later, it was 19 uh, the next morning with uh, with heavy snow falling. And the warm ground didn't work. So mm-hmm. let's 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 lay the warm let's 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 end that co- that part of the conversation. How about the sun angle, Joe? It's, I mean, the- oh Jesus, Mary and Saint Joseph, here we go uh, with the sun angle. So on that note, note, if the you the sun angle is as low as it can get right now, so <laughs> right. Uh, on on that particular note, folks, if you haven't hit the like button now, be sure you hit the like button because <laughs> you like the low the low the warm ground and the low sun angle. All right, let let's look. It, it's going to be it, 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 it's it's going to be a difficult it's still going to be a difficult forecast although I, I looking at everything today uh, the, there's to me there wasn't a whole lot of difference in the in the in the models there were some subtle differences but they all seem to be coalescing on the idea of this low coming up and moving off the uh, Delaware coast and then riding out to the east. And this was the latest GFS with all that dark blue over northern New Jersey and Long Island. Now, a lot of folks are looking at the NAM and saying, okay, well, then you have to have the, the jackpot zones going to be north and west of the big cities. But the uh, GFS is colder and is a little further south. But even the NAM, the late, the, uh, the, the late afternoon run of the NAM was colder, a little colder than the prior run. So they, they all seem to be kind of going in this direction. The European was pretty much in the same place, too. There's not a whole lot of difference between them. So uh, I feel comfortable with the numbers that I have. And by the way, to be fair, let's just bring up the weather service. I have uh, the blue area that's up here on the box. I'll put the, um, I got to put the point values back up. But the blue area, that's all the winter storm watches that are up right now for all of southern and parts of southeastern New England, Long Island, uh, the lower, and I don't know if that's the middle Hudson Valley at the top of there, but it's south of Albany. And uh, also uh, a good chunk of of, of uh, all of eastern Pennsylvania, 
some, most of central, all of south central, southeastern Pennsylvania, and then you could work your way down uh, to uh, uh, Baltimore, Washington. I think Washington may be just outside of the Winter Storm Watch area, but Baltimore is in it. And then Winter Storm Watch is down the northern Virginia, Harrisonburg, uh, down to Blacksburg on the other on the uh, West Virginia side. Also, we have Winter Storm Watches. We should mention too, by the way, Joe, New Moon. Am I right? Right. So oh, yeah, that's right. We new a, moon. We to the sun in South America today too. Yeah, coastal uh, coastal flooding. Uh, uh, coastal flood watches up for uh, the Jersey Shore and also for the Long Island shoreline uh, for the potential, probably for some moderate coastal flooding uh, and a little bit of beach erosion uh, at the high tides when this thing uh, uh, gets uh, uh, off the Delaware coast. So not going to be a fun time uh, for uh, shore residents that are susceptible to tidal flooding. And I'll bring up the weather service. Let me bring up the snowfall forecast map. And uh, this was uh, this this was updated. Uh, well, I put up. I, I just clicked on total new precip. So let's let's might as well start with that. And then we'll switch over to snow. We'll give this thing a moment to load. And just, um, but just getting back to the what we lit off with uh, many minutes ago, or whatever, and how I came up with that map. I mean, as as I said earlier. I felt the NAM was the wettest solution. The GFS came in to, in my mind, uh, much drier and sharper uh, with its north-south gradient. The European and also the Canadian, your favorite, uh, Joe, the Canadian models kind of split the difference and fell in between the two, although you know not as wet as the NAM, because again, I think the NAM really went overboard uh, with 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 uh, how much precip it spit out, and. Uh, I think, you know, assuming that this, this storm takes a track toward the 4070 benchmark, um, what what more can you say with all the cold air in place? But again, uh, a snowfall possibly eight to maybe as much as a, eight inches to possibly as much as a foot. So you're, you're about a third lower than the weather service numbers. And I'm, I'm a little, I'm about a quarter under the, the weather service numbers. They've got some 18 inch amounts. Uh, Harrisburg, they've got 18, Allentown 17, Bridgeport 15. They actually give Islip uh, 14, LaGuardia 13. Good. What's that? How's that possible, Joe? I mean, like, don't you think that there's going to be at least a bit of mixing with some sleet or uh, even a little tiny bit of plain rain in places like Islip or whatever out east? I, I don't between forks to, uh, the the um, the GFS never takes the temperatures at Islip over the freezing mark. At at, okay. at at low levels. Well, all right, but that's it's still we could have. You know, okay, so so look, I, I'm I'm not I I didn't go for 14, so the, the weather service went for 14. I'm accounting for the possibility there could be some sleet, but um, I, I, their their forecast logic they uh, looking at some of the the different levels it, it also in the NAM by the way. Um, I I Bill Goodman mentioned to me. I forgot what level he was looking at. Uh, one, one of the levels that he was looking at suggests that it would be all snow uh, on on Long Island out of this. So, I, look, that is the, the sleet question is there. I noticed the European backed off on, on the amount of sleet it produces over Long Island, by the way. Uh, I still think that there may be a few hours. Depending on how much precip is produced, it might not make a difference. I'm on the low end. They're, I'm lower than the 14. Uh, I've got uh, that zone in eight to ten, so um, yeah, I'm, I'm 
I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's, uh, this is not an easy forecast. With a 50 degree ocean, it's not an easy forecast. 12, 12 consecutive, at least 12 hour duration, this storm. You agree on that? Yes. Okay. Do you think that in order for, for me, and I know they have like 16 inches where I live, I'm going to have to literally go. 12 you're going to have to have hours. at least, you're going to have to have three or four hours where it's going at at least two inches an hour. Exactly. I, okay. You know, I, so, I can't remember going that, you know, even, even a consecutive 12 consecutive hours of one inch per hour. You know, I just I, realized, by the way, I just realized. the banding going to send up, set up, you know? Well, I, I just realized that there might have been a difference between the uh, the 12Z and the 18Z because the uh, GFS, because the 18Z GFS uh, has got liquid amounts between an inch and a half and an inch and three quarters, all of New Jersey, Long Island. And then it just, it does go down as you go up, up north. You're, you're more on the, along the lines of about um, three quarters of an inch to an inch and a quarter. And I wish we had Larry Cosgrove here because he, he knows, you know, He's in with the Miller B and the Miller A storm, I think. He probably would know what they wrote in the Albany discussion. They said the overall synoptic, get this this now, Joe. The overall synoptic setup of this system fits right in with the quasi-stationary banding shown in the Kenyan Sea Star research. Oh, okay. Which, yeah. Which, no. the idea. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at the radio and say, what the heck is that? I've never <laughs> 40 years I've been in this business. I've never heard of the Kenyan Sea Star research. They, 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 there's so you know there's stuff like that for everything and I, and I and when I read it I'm like what is this and, and you have to go out there and take a survey among people can you tell me what you know what this is can you identify this because I have no I mean, idea from what we were talking about with 12 hours of one inch one they, they this Kenyan sea star research supports the idea that some periods of heavy snowfall with rates near one inch per hour at times are possible Wednesday night. not even mentioning the fact that there has to be a few hours, maybe of two or three inches an hour, to get the 16. That uh, yeah, but Al Albany zone, Albany zone goes down to Duchess. It doesn't go down further south. I know you're not far from Duchess, before. but what's that? In fact, in fact, at one time Albany, uh, Albany uh, was had jurisdiction over Putnam County before they handed it back over to uh, New York. To, uh, New York. So I mean, we're basically in the same game here. <laughs> I just want to know somebody out there if they know what the Kenyan Sea Star research means, send me an email. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but don't rush. <laughs> <laughs> don't rush on that email. All right, so so we 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 decided that uh, amounts can vary. How's that? How's that to, for being yeah. political? Uh, amounts can vary from place to place. Uh, based on uh, uh, topo topography, wind direction, um, temperature, and all the rest of it. So uh, that we'll agree on. So let, let, let's take a look at, at the, um, the upper area because uh, this trough, one of the things that favors, to, uh, favors the fact that, that there might be less mixing uh, is the fact that the, the uh, short wave is getting a bit fractured as it, it's it's a definable short wave, but uh, unlike what the um, uh, and this was one of the big differences with the NAM and the other models from earlier, Joe was the fact that uh, the 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 uh, the NAM was the last remaining model that actually had a cutoff little cutoff low with this short wave as it went by. Uh, I, I didn't look at its 500 uh, on the 18Z, but uh, the other models have this sort of fractured look here 
of this short wave. It actually goes negative right in here. You can see mm -hmm. it right there. It goes right. negatively tilted, but uh, it, and it's getting kicked along. If if this were more wrapped up in the upper atmosphere, then you would have pulled that surface low, made it practically a coast hugger, and then you would have had the warm air sweep in from off the ocean. So the fact that the upper feature is not quite as well defined uh, allows for uh, the warning, the, the the bulk of the warning to be warming to be kept at bay. I also think we're not going to know this until Wednesday, and that is. How important is this big high to the north that doesn't get out of the way with the cold air that it has? Because we're looking at temperatures Wednesday morning in upstate New York that are going to be in the single digits to below zero and downstate New York that are going to be in the teens and low 20s. And there's going to be a northeast, a north-northeast wind for at least part of the day on, uh, um, on Wednesday. So those temperatures are going to go nowhere. Uh, they may start creeping up a bit as the precip starts to move northward and as the low gets closer. But, uh, you know, again, looking at the mosses, and it's been my experience over the years, Joe, that when with the mosses in cases like this with, with highs and in a block, that as cold as the mosses might look, they oftentimes aren't cold enough. So uh, that's going to be something that we're going to do. We're going to know on we're going to know on Wednesday when we get there. Uh, just exactly how cold, how, how much, how much cold, real cold air are we dealing with here? Kind of reminds me of, and now I'm going way back here, really beginning to show my age, the uh, pre the first President's Day storm of 1979, where it was, it was very cold on that Sunday into Sunday night. Yeah, it was and zero. Then was, and then the storm finally, uh, finally came up. But the interesting thing about that was that this, the 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 snow fell very rapidly, very hard. We, I think New York City got like 12 or 14 inches within just a, you know, four or five hours time. Sharp cutoff, again, up where I live, for example, here in Putnam Valley, we might have gotten maybe two or three inches. And uh, again, it was all due to how cold and how dry the high pressure was to the north of the storm. Yeah. And it was also just like this system, that system in 79 was a rapidly moving open wave, uh, short wave, never closed off. It just rippled, if you will, right across the uh, mid-Atlantic and uh, set the stage for uh, for all of that mayhem that we had that Sunday night into early Monday morning in 1979. And that's that low got very deep. It was very impressive on the satellite. Absolutely, it had an eye. Yes, it did. All right, so I pulled up the Canadian satellite. Let's let's go on to let, let let's look at how things are setting up. And of course, this lead low that's coming out. I'm going to look. This needs to update, so I'm going to update this. And you're seeing, by the way, if you look when you when when you watch the loop and you watch the uh, the cloud motion, uh, we we have as we mentioned that connection to Canada. If you look at the rotation of the clouds, uh, you're seeing the air flowing down from Canada, and that is right in here. This cold intrusion that is coming in behind uh, this low that has moved out. And this low is going to wind up uh, in uh, near Nova Scotia tomorrow, and you're going to see it intensify and wrap up. That is your 50-50 low. That is the low in a position that creates uh, a block. And as that cold air, that connection, that cold air spreading into the northeast, bleeding down into the middle Atlantic states, and even bleeding down into the mountains of the Carolinas where there's going to be some ice uh, to deal with in, in, in that in that area, um, and this is a uh, those are the puzzle pieces that we needed 
uh, in order to have this happen. And when you think back a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about hints of opportunities uh, appearing maybe around mid-month. Uh, I, I tell you, that I mean, I never envisioned that we would go into a, a, a wholesale 50-50 block. That was a wonderful surprise uh, to, to have happen. But uh, you've got, I guess it's 2020, Joe. We haven't seen the, uh, I don't think we've we've seen a, a 50-50 block scenario oh. since the Snowmageddon storm of 13. So, Hang on for a second, Joe. Let me take this call here. Hello? Uh, Ralph? Hey, I haven't spoken to you in a while. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm talking to him just now. What do you need to know? Well, I'll ask him. What? <laughs> Ralph Joe, who? Joe. Uh, our Ralph, Ralph? Ralph is on the line, and he wants to know if you and I are interested in getting a hotel room for Wednesday night. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what kind <laughs> Ralph, you're gonna make me. You're gonna make me ask a question that will be embarrassing. So. <laughs> Ralph, I'll have to call you back. Ralph, I'll leave the accommodations up to you. Just leave the key under the door. Exactly. All right. <laughs> there you go. Don't you don't, don't you love jokes? You don't have to worry about stuff like that anymore. <laughs> I, I I've, I've had that question posed to me a couple of times in the last couple of days, and I gave him the same answer. I'm I'm. I am, I am I am so glad I no longer have to drive in it. And you know what? I can sit here a Wednesday night and watch it. Oh, by the way, let me just, just before we go on, uh, Patreon uh, members, those of you who are a part of my weather platform on Patreon, we have a weather Zoom tonight at 9 o'clock Eastern time. So we're going to do, uh, we're going to live stream the new NAM, and we're going to look at the plumes on the SREP and Ooh, anything else you want to talk about. Today. So what's that? I didn't even look at the. Plumes. I looked at them. The, the uh, I'll tell you about them in a second. So uh, the the uh, the link uh, will is will be up on uh, on Patreon so that you go into the waiting room and I'm going to let everybody in at about eight fifty five. So um, oh, good. You better open that waiting room door uh, uh, earlier because they'll, they'll freeze outside waiting for yes, you. Yes, of course. So <laughs> the pieces in Canada were all in place. Uh, we uh, take a look at the U.S. satellite and of course today's. Uh, mess with rain and some. Did you get any wet snow that mixed in up your way? Oh yeah, plenty of wet snow. It, it didn't stick to any degree. Even to the grass, it hardly stuck. Yeah. And uh, and the turkeys were were, were back today, uh, plucking away at the uh, at the uh, bird seed underneath my my feeder. At twenty one of them this afternoon, Joe. I don't know. The snow and unsettled weather seems to bring out the turkeys. Well, maybe uh, maybe they like it that way. And you're talking to the biggest one right now. Yes. Okay. The uh, our storm moving out to the east, of course. Drier air coming in should have started clear. I think it looks like we may have already cleared out here. I haven't I haven't been outside in a while. And uh, the radar uh, that rain is um, all offshore, disappearing, very very quiet. Actually, the weather across most of the country uh, is quiet. It's a little bit of snow going on in parts of eastern Colorado uh, and into parts of Kansas, and we're starting to see a little bit of rain approaching the uh, Pacific Northwest. This is something, I save this. Let me bring this up, because I think you'll, you'll, uh, you will appreciate this. So this morning, I uh, went to WPC to look at uh, their probabilities. And what struck me, Joe, was the fact that uh, suddenly I realized that this is actually a good tool to use uh, for when we're days out. When, when it begins to appear like we're going to have 
um, something, but you don't want to go with a snowfall forecast map. Uh, but you don't really see this too often. This is the 72-hour probability of at least 8 inches. Uh, this is what they had this morning, an 80 to 90% chance of at least 8. That doesn't happen very often no, for them to go that high. And I, I also had, I saved another one. So uh, we could take a look at what they've updated that to. Uh, what was the other one was this one. This was... Uh, this was the uh, probability of at least of 12, of greater than 12. And they actually had, uh, this is the the second shade of blue. So it's 50 to 60%. I, I, I did the opacity so you could sort of read where the cities were. So they actually had a 50 to 60% chance of at least 12 in northern New Jersey and through much of eastern Pennsylvania. And uh, even back oh, back to New York City, they had the, the, the western edge of the 30 to 40 percent line. That's that's a high number. Uh, that's sort of like when SPC puts a 15 percent a, a risk. And it, it sounds like a low number, or, but it, but it isn't. Or when they have a five percent risk for a tornado, it sounds like a low number, but it really isn't. Uh, that's the same for when you're talking about a foot and a 40 percent chance. That's 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 a that's not a low number. So SPC, at least, was. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, was paying attention to this. This was their forecast from late this afternoon. And they had, this is the probability of, of 12. And they kind of expanded it, Joe. They moved it over to your house. Kind of looks like my 12-inch line with that triangle. Right. I just pushed it a little bit into, into uh, Western Connecticut. Uh, but they had, uh, th this is their probability and that lightest blue, by the way, is a 70 to 80 percent chance of greater than 12. So wow. th they seem to be, you know, they, they're, they, they seem to be leaning toward the bigger amounts uh, that uh, the, some of the weather models are producing. Of course, you know what? It's a forecast and you can't criticize a forecast until the day after it's done. And then you could look, go back and see, um, you know, they even have, what, they went even right have, and what went wrong. They even have a, a, albeit an exceedingly small chance, five percent, I guess, right, or one to five percent chance of uh, twelve inches as far south as uh, as Sandy Hook. Yes, let me. I'm just going to give this a quick refresh because I did notice the other day that they yesterday they updated it a couple of times during the day. All right, so no, that was the latest one. So it's a pretty. Uh, uh, in case, and by the way, in case you were interested in, in two inches or more. Uh, you can see the large area of 95 to 100 percent. So they've already at least locked in two inches for a good portion of the area that's under a winter storm watch. Javon Perry, thank you for hitting Super Chat tonight. Joe and I really do appreciate it greatly. Thank you. Thank so, you. so WPC seems to be on board with this. The, uh, the, NAM, uh, the last run of the NAM model, uh, overnight and, and this morning, uh, the, the NAM was, was – pulling that surface low pretty far to the left. And then it started going back the other way. Uh, and and now uh, it, it just moves the low off of the coast in Southeast Virginia and just takes it, instead of pulling it back to the coast, it just starts to move it along to the Northeast. Uh, and it keeps it, it, keeps it all snow uh, on Long Island, changes it back to snow in New Jersey. And again, it pushes up that Northern stream, the, the Northern uh, uh, extent of the precip into uh, central New Hampshire and central Vermont. Uh, the, uh, the GFS late this afternoon um, 
actually on the precip shield pushed it up a little bit further to the north, but it, it's been suppressed uh, pretty much for quite a, for many of these runs that we've seen. Uh, but you see it here from the radar presentation. Central South Jersey start off as rain on the GFS, and then they go back to snow after the low goes by, and then the low pulls away uh, out to the east. All the models are this, uh, have this have this idea now, so there really isn't um, uh, there there really isn't too much difference. And by the way, the SREF, uh, the last uh, plumes, and 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 I I can bring those up. We can play a little bit with the um, with the uh, SREF. Well, you know the, the the thing is is that again it looks like to me that uh, this all this this whole thing was going to be heading in the general vicinity of uh, 4070, the ben the so-called benchmark where we usually see some of our biggest storms, biggest snows. So, assuming that idea will work out, and assuming that this storm does not take a a sudden track more to the south and east, and I might point out, Joe, that at least on the 12Z ensembles for the GFS, the difference between the operational and the ensemble was a good 240 miles more to the south and east. Right. Assuming, assuming that that doesn't happen, uh, you have to think that we're going to see at least uh, a, a sizable amount of snow, maybe in many cases, as I said, eight to 12 inches. That's what that's what I came up yeah, with. Yeah, the ensembles on the, um, the 18Z were further north. Uh, uh, on uh, much closer to the operational, which really the operational didn't really change very much. Uh, I slip on the last um, on the last um, run of the um, SREF uh, went up from six to eight. Now just to, uh, five to eight. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, and let me just explain really quick. With the the uh, the SREF is a model from from uh, Stony Brook University. It's got a whole bunch of different models in it. There's like 30 members. And what it does is if you could use it for temperature, you could use it for snow amounts and it plots uh, everything. And, and that black line that you see on the screen, that's the average of all those member models. And when you run your cursor on it, uh, it'll tell you what the amounts are. So the mean was something like about eight, a little over eight inches. And you know, the other thing I was looking at, too, with this was the three hourly temperature. And you can see here that, that it flatlines. Uh, right at the, the, that dark blue line is the 32 degree line. So it kind of flatlines here. This is actually Wednesday night. It's like 32, 33. Uh, this is at Islip, by the way. And uh, you, half the members are above that. Half the members are below it. But uh, during the day on, um, on, on Wednesday, it's uh, moving. It's just kind of struggling up through the 20s to around 30. So it, uh, it, it's at least trying to indicate the importance of that that height of the north and the cold air, which again I think that really is the key, going to be the key to how much snow we're going to wind up with. Uh, it, it's all about the high, and we we've been, we've been saying that for days now. In fact, somebody who must have been watching Joe and Joe Coffee with Joe and Joe yesterday morning, when I alluded to uh, a former colleague of mine at the uh, weather office I used to work at back in the 70s and 80s, he was at Penn State and he was referring to one of his professors who always used to refer to the cold highs as uh, the, the most important facet of, uh, of, a, of a snowstorm. And he always used to say, ah, the old man, the old man's high or whatever. And somebody wrote to me this afternoon saying, Joe, where do you think the old man high is going to be <laughs> during the storm? So yeah, that's going to, that indeed is going to be the key, Mr. Gioppi, I think is where that big high is going to be. A lot of people focus on the storm, but in, in a lot of cases, sometimes it's the high itself that uh, plays a significant role. And that high, especially, where's that cutoff going to be? Where is that northern cutoff? I mean, some of these models have the cutoff down, let's say, as far south as uh, 
as uh, Dutchess County, Ulster County, Sullivan, and others have the snow going all the way up past Albany. Yeah, I know, and, and that yeah. and that, that 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 that's made for a big headache here. It's made for a big headache here. That's why I didn't I didn't want to go hog wild with the numbers from the get go, and I don't yeah. believe that my forecast from yesterday. Uh, did go hog wild. So as it turns out, now I'm underneath what 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 uh, every what most everybody else's numbers are, and I'm only a little bit higher than you. In some places, I'm actually maybe a little bit lower than you. Here's the the 18Z ensemble, Joe. The uh, the center of the low, the mean center there is uh, right all right just east of the Delaware coast. It's very close to where the operational is. Mm-hmm. And then the members, when you go out, it just kind of goes out straight east which is right. what the what the operational does. So it's a lot closer on this one. Right. But then then again, as somebody brought up yesterday, but Joe doesn't like the 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 intermediate the 18Z frogs. So well, we'll see what happens at 0Z tonight with the uh with the next run of the primary uh I read somebody I I did see something today about uh, they're actually going to send a reconnaissance aircraft uh in there into the uh, shortwave to sample it. Uh, and uh, get that data into the uh, into the runs tonight. Really? Yeah. Are they going to give it a Greek? If it comes up with the right. Uh, Why are they going to name it? A Greek number, a Greek letter, or. <laughs> what was the last one? Yoda. Yoda or Iota? You know. I yeah, know. we didn't get past Yoda. Yeah. There's still time. <laughs> well, if this if this develops into something, maybe we can call it Baby Yoda. Oh yes, very good. All right, so. Um, the bottom line is, uh, every there's not going to be really a whole lot, I don't think, uh, that's going to change in the forecast very much over the next uh, 48 hours. Uh, we just got we're at the point now where I just wanted to just just let it just do it, just just start it, and get it over with, and yeah. let's see what we wind up. And then if it turns out we were too low, we'll go back and see what went wrong. If it turns out uh, we, we we were too high. Uh, we'll go back and see where we went wrong. And in the um, absolutely most likely event, which is that both our forecasts will be absolutely perfect in every single spot, um, then we won't have much. Then we could just go back and say how brilliant we were. Well, here's the thing. Tomorrow night, and spread the word, all of you 596 people who are on uh, on the board right now watching us. Is that the 596? I mean, is that the absolute number? Or, or are there lurkers out there that we could add to that? I think they, those are concurrent viewers. Okay. Well, all of you who are listening to my voice right now, remember or, or be aware of this. Tomorrow night, instead of two guys with 80 years of experience, you're going to have three guys totaling 130 years experience here because we're going to have on former um, Rambling with Gambling uh, morning meteorologist, former chief meteorologist at News 12 uh, Long Island, Former News Radio 88 meteorologist, the legendary Bill Corbell, will be on tomorrow night with us, and he'll be just as confused as the two of us, <laughs> probably. Exactly. With, with All right, let's. I'm going to run through the dam. Uh, I'm sorry, the GFS, the late afternoon run, really quick. Let's do. We'll just do a little bit of long range because uh, the pattern stays very active, and uh, I I, uh, <clears throat> I I uh, accidentally closed my browser before, so I. I I uh, or uh, deleted my the teleconnections pages, so, but I, I could. I'll, I will save them for another day. Just trust me. There, uh, the NAO is neutral to negative, the PNA is neutral to positive, and the AO is negative to off the wall uh, negative. So we have 
and, and even the East Pacific Oscillation, just eyeballing it from the maps, is going to go negative. So we may have uh, the superfecta uh, in the upper air pattern in, in the next two weeks. Uh, but it is very active. This is our storm for tomorrow, of course, and then that goes out. Excuse me, we'll be dry after that. Looks like uh, a weak system goes by to our north on Sunday. It doesn't look like much happens here after this storm until we get to maybe uh, the early next week. At least on the GFS, there's a, a, a another one of these northern-southern shortwave battles. you got a strong northern shortwave with cold air, a low off the southeast coast that comes out of the southern stream. And on this particular run, it bombs it out and buries eastern New England. Uh, this would be uh, the day before Christmas Eve, uh, if it verifies, but who knows if that's real. Uh, but the bottom line is, and there's another one that comes out uh, for uh, after Christmas with the complex storm system going to the lakes. Again, who knows if that's what it's going to look like. But, uh, Joe, you take a look at the upper air. I was actually uh, quite taken aback by uh, what we had uh, with that whole ridge in the east scenario and what we're in. When you look at this running through the long range, and I'll just, just let me bring it back to um, to the present time here. So this is our system now for to, for uh, Wednesday. <clears throat> if you look in the North Atlantic and up toward Greenland and the Arctic, it's all that reddish brown, higher than normal pressures. Uh, you get a little bit of a connection from Canada around the 22nd, 23rd. You see the hookup there with the upper lows from northwest to southeast Canada, and then that southern stream system hooks up with it. That's why it has that uh, that bomb uh, that it shows going up toward eastern New England uh, two days before Christmas. And it just keeps rolling along. I mean, it, get, it's, it, it gets really blind. There's a 50-50 low again around December 30th. It's just a... It's just a very blocky look with a split flow. I'll just say this. Um, uh, the, if, if, if the pattern even remotely resembles this, and we continue to have uh, this, this scenario where we have separate active jet streams north and south, it's just a matter of time before we get another opportunity for uh, a, another, um, another winter storm somewhere in the well, east. The analogy I use with the two roulette wheels, and, uh, you know, eventually... And not all the time, but eventually you're going to get your uh, your pair of numbers locked up, and uh, boom, as you just mentioned, Joe, away away you go with a with a lovely teleconnection and maybe another uh, potential big storm. That is correct, and we are uh, back up full screen. So um, coming up right now, it's uh, twenty, it's eight twenty one Eastern time. Uh, I, I want to just mention again for uh, those of you who are on my weather platform on Patreon. Uh, we're going to do a weather zoom at nine o'clock. Uh, David's already in the waiting room, uh, but I'm not going to let anybody in for another 35 minutes. Uh, so when we're, we're going to wrap up the show soon, you can go ahead and go into, uh, uh get your link, uh, which I posted a little while ago and, uh, we'll let you in at uh, a little bit before nine o'clock. So I, I, I guess we pretty much covered it. There's not a whole lot left for us to say, is there? No, uh, except that on, you know, I'm thinking ahead to like Thursday night and you and I will be sitting here and one of us or both of us will say, well, we didn't expect that to happen, did we? Right. <laughs> the, the, uh, the thing. By the way, the, chair, the chairman, Scott Briller, who's out doing COVID runs uh, tonight for his job, and we 
continue to hope that he stays good and safe from from the virus. Uh, he was the one who he practically picked the date on the nose for the first accumulating snow. As, assuming that we wind up with accumulating snow on uh, Wednesday, I think he said like the 15th or the 16th, something like that. So wouldn't it be funny if, wouldn't it be funny if that high got really flexed its muscles and pushed that storm all the way south to? You uh, really want this to go away, don't you? <laughs> you really want this to go away? I just don't feel like shoveling snow anymore, Joe. I. You got a you you have a snowblower. You have Mrs. I am, Rayo. Yeah, I'll send her out to do it, and I'll be sitting inside looking out the window. Right? What's wrong with that? <laughs> Joe, Joe, you may rue that rue saying that because I know you know that I am a great admirer of of, of Mrs. Rayo, and she fixes snowblowers. She yes. fixes washing machines. She fixes everything. <laughs> okay, she changes her own oil. <laughs> Right? No, I don't think she goes that She doesn't far. go up, but but she can. She knows how to change her oil. Probably she would. If she really had to, I bet you she could probably go underneath. But uh, but first uh, she'd have to find figure out where she, where she put the jack stands. Right. And he noted, uh, I, 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 it's hard for me to pay attention to the uh, chat board um, <clears throat> uh, as far as um, any questions or comments. So uh, if you had a question, I'm sorry. I'm kind of scrolling back here to see. Uh, I'm not seeing any any questions. Everybody's got their their opinions, of course, about uh, how much snow we're going to have. And hey, if you're if you're a weather enthusiast, this is your opportunity to to uh, put your cards on the table and make a forecast. What do you think is going to happen for places like New York City, Philadelphia, Baltimore, Washington, Boston, Hartford, Providence, Albany? Uh, write the numbers down and see how uh, how it turns out. You may turn out like what we usually do in cases like that when those numbers don't turn out well. You know, yeah, we just cower, <laughs> run, and hide. <laughs> I didn't make that prediction. Who said eight to twelve? Right, exactly. <laughs> Must have been another station that you're usually watching. Exactly, exactly. All right. So tomorrow night, again, we have our special guest, Bill Corbell. You don't have any surprise guests lined up for tomorrow night. No, not that I know of. I don't think you so. Been, you, could have had, you could have had Bill Goodman on again tomorrow night, and then we would have two Bills and two Joes. My guess is he's on shift tomorrow night, but if he's around, right. I, I, could always, he, he, you know, I could always ask him if he feels up to it. He could pop in. I think his shift starts at like noontime, and if it's a standard eight-hour shift, that means he'll be coming off shift just as we're halfway through. Or more. Although yesterday you saw he was doing it from his car, so <laughs> nothing will stop him. All yes, right. I guess he calls me the smaller Joe. He says the smaller Joe is sadistic and is a snow antagonist, but may he be right. Well, you're not. A, you're not. A, I don't know. You're not really anti-snow. You're just. You, you just. You you've just become. You just become a bit more of a curmudgeon. No, this is 40 years, and the first 20 were so many years of jumping up and down for snow and then being bitterly disappointed because something came up that we didn't anticipate. Right, but the last 20 years, it's been the opposite because you've been working to become the well-known, famous weather person that you are, that you are in the Hudson Valley, uh, and you had to drive in all of those big storms. So, Well, that's, that's true. I, I, knew, I knew, though, that people looked at me as a snow curmudgeon. Curmudgeon, because um, there was one particular storm event several, some years ago, and there was a discussion on one of the chat boards about this. And one of the people brought this up 
well, I know we're going to get it. We're definitely going to get it. Even Joe Rayo is saying that we're going <laughs> to. Even Joe Rayo. Oh, nice. Yeah. So very nice. That's I'm I'm the last. I'm the last uh, link to uh, potential no snow when when uh, when people you know want to see just how important or just how possible something is. I guess they check with me first and say say well if he's going for it then we are going to get it. So. Right. All right. Let's wrap it up. So. Uh... Okay, Patreon folks, go in the rating room. I'll get you in a little while. And Joe and I will be, will be back uh, tomorrow at uh, 7.30 Eastern time, which will be the uh, our last chance to uh, change forecasts. And thank you for the 329 likes. You did indeed smash the like button today. Awesome. And thank you also those of you who hit uh, Super Chat tonight. Uh, we uh, Joe and I really uh, appreciate it. Uh, greatly i think it was mr perry mr wetzel and mr fuller uh were the uh the super chat hits maybe tomorrow night we'll do hopefully it, i didn't leave anybody out did i leave anybody out i don't think so nope i got all three okay uh, maybe, maybe tomorrow night we'll do it and we'll finally break a thousand tomorrow night well we, we may maybe. very well be all okay. right S uh subscribe to my youtube channel folks I'm trying to get to 10,000. I need 100 going into this show. So hopefully I'll get there, uh, if not tonight, maybe tomorrow night. So everybody, stay safe, and we will uh, see you tomorrow, 730 Eastern Time. Good night.